Alright, we are back with Masters Week Pod. I didn't plan on starting with that, but I don't know. Every five minutes I forget that the Masters are happening this week, and so uh seems pretty good to bring it up as often as I can. Welcome back to the studio, boys. How are you guys? You guys look great. Eric, JD, how quickly recently? No, I have one on Friday actually. But look how quickly he shifts to the Masters when we just had the national championship yesterday. And it's like, oh, it's Masters Week. Oh, it's Masters Week. Oh, just already forgot about March Madness, you know? What am that's I supposed good. to do, Eric? That's healthy. What do you want me to do? Would you want me to stew? This, the text messages did start trickling in a little bit this morning. Mostly family, thank God. Saying what? Oh, sorry about your loss. And I go, hey, we got our asses kicked, so I can't really be that sad. I had plenty of time to be sad during the game yesterday because it never got close. That's very respectful that they wait till the next day. Yeah, you know, it's nice of them. I don't give a shit. Because what are you going to say the night of, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're an asshole, you can say plenty of things. Yeah, but... But most yeah. respectful people, people who, you know, watch sports or have fandom, give it a, give it a little bit of time, and you'll be like, hey, for our, the Zach thread I'm on, I just I think it was the next day I go, how's everyone doing? <laughs> yeah, I think nice. it took a while. And just, yeah, not great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harry was texting us uh, hot rod clips last night. That was pretty nice to laugh a little bit. Uh, but I have yeah, a question. It was just actually. super depressing. I was just laying in bed and I was just like replaying the game in my head and wasn't that great. But also a lot of my friends are Zag's friends. So it's not like I have a lot of people in my life that are going to text me and be like, hey, doesn't that suck? <laughs> like, so that was nice. Yeah. You, know, cause, you know, a lot of people. I mean, that's, I feel like that's what a lot of my fandom is, is mostly the Zags. So a lot of people know that about me. And for me anyway, I don't get a lot of people that hate on me for it, which is nice. So I, I do appreciate that. Eric, what's your question? Because I have a question too. <laughs> well, my question was about golf. Did we want to? Uh, we can we can pivot to golf real quick. No, no, let's do that after. It's a topical thing. You know, I want the bracket. People can listen to the bracket whenever after the weekend. So I don't I don't want to make them listen to golf stuff till after. Love it, love if it. If okay. True. So write your question. Well, now. um, write your question. Yeah, because you're will. gonna forget I did. it. All right, good. I did. JD, what's your question? My hey, question is: this, Would you is rather it have been a close game? Or the fact that it was a blowout, did it make it easier? Because there wasn't really that much heartbreak. Uh, God, it was just such a bad start that it was almost, it was, if I'm going to be sad, it cut out two hours of my life where I had hope. <laughs> it's like, that's the only way to put it. Like, it's really all it did is it, if it delayed it that long, like it just delayed it two hours because... I was trying, you know, I was, just, I was talking myself up like, okay, if we do these things and these things and these things, then we can get back in it. But we couldn't do any of the things. And so I think it would have been better to, overall, it would have been better to lose. And this is just because I'm selfish and the people that talk about this are going to do it in a lazy way. But now I have to hear about, oh, were they really that great of a team because they got absolutely blasted in the championship game. And it's like, that's just such a lazy take because they had such a great season and they beat so many good teams to get there. And I don't want them to be remembered for getting their asses kicked. I feel bad about that. You know, so that kind of sucks because you have this great season and that's what ends up happening, especially after the banked game on Saturday. Like, what a 36 hours. So I think it sucks in that regards. But like, overall, whatever. You lost, you lost, you lost. It doesn't matter anymore. The good that's thing. That's what I... That's what I feel like. If you guys lost, if you lose by a point or two, you're obviously not going to be remembered as one of the best teams of all time. The fact that you lost by a lot, it's you're still not going to be remembered, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, uh, but if it's anything, nice that the shot that shot will be played over Bruins fans for the rest of their lives. They will play that. <laughs> it's the new Leitner. Like it's, it's like that. That's the shot. It's going to be great. The bank. If 
If anything, I think actually the way you guys lost will keep the conversation going to some extent of like, how did it happen? Because it's just so random compared to the entire season and how things were going. But I agree with JD. I think it's like, dude, and, and you, Hubba, you lost. If you lose, but, you lose. But that's, Doesn't because, matter. Bas- that's because basketball is random and the tournament is random because it's a one game thing. Yeah. So you can have a game like that where Baylor, who I've, I've probably watched Baylor because of QJ <laughs> 10 times this year. And that was the best game they've played. Maybe even more than that. And oh that was God. the best game they played all year. 11 out of 18 threes. Like they were just they were just fired up, not hitting. Obviously, I think they kind of exposed that the Gonzaga defense uh, and lacks the inter- a little bit of the interior. athleticism. Yeah, yeah, but you know, making threes and they were just fired up on defense, like super athletic, able to switch a lot of things. Uh, vital was they were had. Uh, what is so cool about some of the stuff now is you could get some like IG live of the players on the court, which is kind of cool. So like Vital was like, what? he like was in an IG story. He's like, Davion, when was the last time we were underdogs? And he's like, oh my god, we haven't been underdogs in so long. So I think that fired him up as well, right? Because everybody, you know, you go into the championship game, everybody wants to beat the Zags, and so that's how that goes. So, um, but anyway, so Zags lost. On to the next topic. And I really want to talk about it. JD hasn't watched it yet, but I wanted to bring up Top Chef because I want to be able to bring this up basically uh, on every pod. I mean, we haven't done one yet, and I was just thinking about this, but a reality television pod is not out of the realm of possibilities in terms of brackets. There's a million different reality shows. A lot of options. A lot of options. You could even do 16 cooking shows, but you got like survivors out there. I mean, we got game shows we could do. So I think Top Chef, to me... You know, it was one of the best reality shows, at least cooking wise. Um, I don't know. I just, I just like a lot, Eric. I know that you started the first season with me, JD. You haven't seen it yet, so you're just gonna hold, hang tight for a sec. Uh, but Eric, you know, you're gonna watch this every week with me, right? Oh, absolutely. Justin uh, was actually the one who introduced me to Top Chef. I'd never seen it before. I watched a lot of reality TV, which is sad, but I'd never seen Top Chef before. And he started me. And he warned me because we started with the all-star season last year, which is a hard thing to start, but it was good because it got me hooked because I was like, whoa, this is pretty incredible. And uh, yeah, here we are. Now we're watching um, the new season. Just saw the first episode last night. A little behind, but I think it will be right. Yeah, yeah. And it's just the first season or the first episodes always like there's 15 of them. There's always like two or three where you're like, okay, you guys are like the first three gone. And so they get them out. I started watching it uh, 10 years ago because that's when it came out. And I remember the first like the first season didn't even have Padma, which I can't even believe because she the girl that it's did crazy. It in the first season was so bad. She was basically yeah. a robot. Uh, she's on like some other cooking shows now, Katie Lee or something. Um, she's married she was, to someone. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I looked some, it up. She's married famous. to someone like completely random, but like some hugely famous like rich person. Um, and so I started watching it then, and I watched like three or four seasons. Like Richard Blaze, who's got a million uh, re- restaurants in San Diego. He's got like a fried chicken restaurant. Like all these people. So I watched it for three or four seasons like right after college. Then I kind of got away from it at Demand Force. Like, you know, it's on every Wednesday, but like we weren't watching it. So there's like six seasons in the middle. And I just started getting back into it with like quarantine. And I just, I love it so much because it's just. It's very good. They bring, the way that it's structured now is so much better than it was structured 10 years ago. Because they were just trying to be a cooking show. So they would put you in these ridiculous situations and you were just supposed to come up with something good. Like, if anybody that had anything good was like, all right, you're on the top, great, because you actually finished the challenge. Now, like, they put them through the challenges, and it's literally creating, like, a really good dish. Like, like it actually oh, has yeah. to be something that they would serve in a restaurant, and they bring in all these famous people. So these 15 chefs know Eric Repair, or they know Anthony Bourdain when he used to come in, or they know 
God, I don't even know all the famous chefs, but like they have all the famous ones come in and they all know them. And it's just, to me, it's like they really fine tuned it. And instead of being like this, uh, it could have been like a shtick where it was like, hey, like mm-hmm. uh, kind of like Cutthroat Kitchen is where they like exactly they could make the challenges so ridiculous that it just seems like, oh, this is like, why would you want to do this? Where instead, Top Chef, they make it so it's like, no, 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 you want to cook like your best food. I was just thinking the same thing, dude. I totally agree with your point because after I watched that all-star season with you, I started watching from the beginning and I was like, oh my God, I got to watch this right from the start to understand. And it's crazy because, I mean, you just see all these uh, contestants that are just, even from the first season, they're in the all-stars. Fantastic. I totally agree with you that they almost went the cutthroat kitchen route. So like they would have, they had these challenges and then they'd just be like, Oh, by the way, you have half the time that you needed now. And it's like, what what does that actually tell you? Like that does I mean, it doesn't really like these are all star Michelin star chefs and like they're gonna take the time to find the ingredients, build you a good like meal and build all that. What is this rushing thing do for you at all? And I'm yeah. glad that I can sense that they've definitely gotten rid of that and they're like, We want you like we wanna push each of these chefs in a different direction from their culinary like background. And that's how we're going to test whether you're good or not. Not being like, we're going to take rid of your knives or we're going to like swap out your protein at the last second or something. A dollhouse kitchen, like the cutthroat where they have to like everything's cut in half. Yeah. It's like, we want you to cook your food, but here are your restraints. Okay. It's catering style and this is your budget. So it's restraints on how you do it. It's not restraint on you can't use a burner. Right, because yeah. they still want you to make the good food, and I thought that was really evident in the premiere when they did the thing like the blind taste test. Like that was yeah. great because even now there are eight people that they don't really know how they're cooking because the people yes. that didn't show up in front of the judges because of the blind test, uh, like they they still don't know what kind of food theirs is. So I thought that part was genius, and so they keep kind of adding on to that aspect of it to make it like it's a true. It's like Iron Chef is like Iron Chef. You're like, oh shit, yeah. Like they bring in good chefs. They got five. Yes, you know, five, they're doing five course meals. Like the shit's great. Like that's kind of what top chef is like becoming is like they at the end when it's three or four left and they do those big elaborate like sets like that's that's what they want they want this person okay you all have 15 different types of foods but these 14 adapted so that's how they're going to get down to the last four whatever and it's just you know about cooking your food which is why spoiler our boy didn't cook his food and went home he went home right that's what they always tell you cook your food it's just we're going to put restraints on what type of food you should cook in a certain scenario I love it because it feels like no one's being cheated, you know? Yes. Like, you think about, I think, and maybe Everybody that's has the element. same, it's the same for everybody. And maybe that's an element of why Survivor is so t- widely touted as, like, one of the greatest reality TV shows ever. Because you, no one is cheated. Everyone's on the same island. Everyone's yeah. dying at the same time, <laughs> yeah. but they still got to compete. So that's pretty cool. And yeah. I like the way this is going. Um, a couple of notes, just really quick. Yes. Tom Colloquio... That dude has not aged since season one. <laughs> no. He still looks the same, yeah, which is incredible. Because yeah, he's like yeah, a guy, right? yeah, he's yeah, a ball, ball guy. guy. He's like a pretty big ball guy. I want to go eat at one of his anyway. restaurants now. Oh, it's got to be so good. I mean, he he looks like he runs a tight ship. Oh, uh, yeah. Gail looks great too. Oh, she you always know? looks great. I, I, I think she, she's aged. Yeah, she's she's aged like fine wine. She, yeah, she looks yep. great. Um, but it is actually fantastic. It is weird that Padma was not the original host, and then yeah. they just brought her in and like. Man, the early it. seasons, so weird how they like kind of brought Padman just like, you know, 
does she know anything about cooking? Like, I know. Is she just yeah, a was host? Like, oh, What's going yeah. on? Yeah, she's dressed in a specific way. Oh, and it's yeah. like, okay, what are they trying to get these viewers? Or like, what's going on? But she's awesome too. And they were, um, but she definitely knows what she's doing. Like she knows, I love she, the show. She knows food. Uh, I love the way they do the competition too. I love the quick fire. And quick I love how they pick great. a city and they try to highlight all the restaurants in a city. Like they literally, like legit go to that city and they, they go to all those restaurants. They'll go to all the fancy restaurants. So in Portland, they're going to go to all the cool places. In LA, they went to all the LA places. Um, like all the famous, you know, um, restaurants. Like I think they went to the David Chang restaurant. They take over all the kitchens. Like So in Portland, I like that they're going to highlight it too. Um, so I think they do a really good job like when they're in the community and stuff like that. All I ever want is to go to like one of those Top Chef events. Like I want to be a diner at Restaurant Wars. I'll be great on TV. Let me go in there and say my piece. Like, come on. Um, You'd be great on TV. It would be great. <laughs> I, I'd like, love it. Put me on that or Divers Giant. Dry- Drive-ins and dives. Like I want to be in one of those diners when the guy comes in and it's like we're filming. I'm, Let's go! It's my turn. Give me the chicken fried steak eight times. Like I'll do whatever you need. Um, but yeah, so I want to. Uh, one day I'll be in those Top Chef events because uh, like one year they did a, uh, a restaurant wars where they have eight, you know, two teams of four and they have to build a whole restaurant. But they did it for wedding wars and it was somebody's wedding reception or food was the Top Chef chefs. It was crazy. That's um, that's insane. Yeah. But anyway, so I do have a couple favorites. Uh, Nelson, who's from Oakland, Nelson Jer- Herman, go up on Top Chef. He's a badass. Uh, he's got a sh- he's got a place in uh, Oakland I want to go to. Uh, the okay. Sarah, Sarah Howman chick, the girl that won the first challenge. I think she's gonna be legit. Um, and then Don. Burrell's, oh, she's gonna be great. Yeah, Don Burrell is like a former Olympic athlete. Oh my gosh, that was insane. Yeah. First of all. When she put in her dish and she forgot the sauce, and oh. it was still okay, which is crazy. But that's a rookie mistake. Like, yeah. come on. She you know, wasn't that's in the bottom like, four, though, and she didn't even get her sauce on the plate. Unreal. Imagine if she had the sauce. Imagine if she had sauce. Yeah. Uh, and then I like the girl, the Mexican girl, Maria, who was like, yeah, they think I can just cook tacos. We'll see what's going on. Um, <laughs> but that Sasha chick, the redhead, she's going home soon. Oh, I think so, too. She got saved I, by Sarah, by the immunity. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was pretty obvious that she kind of knew that too. And I, and I think, and dude, that's what I like to the judges pick up on that. They're oh, like, yeah. okay, like this is top chef. Like it's not survive or something. I can't remember. There was one season where they talked about it, where it's like very obvious um, that you're not trying the, uh, your best. Uh, but who was the one guy, the the Japanese guy? Shota. Shota. Who went to Japanese uh, to study under a Japanese chef? Like, Yeah. He's going to be good. His food, something about the technique. I think it's compared to the other contestants. He 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 knows how to do certain things that no one else can bring. And so, like, when he did that duck breast, I was like, dude, I don't think oh my God. more perfect. He's just using chopsticks. It looks just so good. Chill. Just like, he's just oh, it's fine. basting it forever. Uh, no, Wonderful. he's going to be good. And then the Gabe guy is going to be good. Uh, he's, like, pretentious oh, yeah, yeah, as yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. The guy that used to work for Tom Colicchio. Uh, yes i think he's gonna he's just like kind of douchey but i think he's gonna be he's just gonna go far uh and i just hope shoda doesn't like this is always what happens with the guys that cook asian is they try to do something asian when it shouldn't be and you just you have to know when not to do it like there was um there was an asian guy who did restaurant wars so they did an asian inspired menu 
and then somebody did an Asian-inspired dish that he didn't know anything about, so that he let him put it on the menu, and then it was bad, so then they lost because of him. So, like, you have to know what you're doing. And then also, like, somebody did an Asian dish, but the challenge was to make, like, a lunchbox, and somebody made, like, a sushi roll. <laughs> and it's like, I, what are you doing? Like, come on, you got to think of, like... Yeah. So, so you, they try to, like, force, like, a square into a circle sometimes in terms of, like, knowing what to cook when. But that's the whole challenge of Top Chef, knowing what dish is going to work when in the time that you have. And yeah. never, and like, never, you know, never if you get risotto. cheese... If you get cheese, don't make an Asian dish. Yeah. <laughs> Good, like step outside, step outside your yeah. Asian you you know, out. background. You can't, you can't you do was, something else. If I was on Top Chef, all I would be doing is be studying for like every single scenario. Like, all right, if it's catering, it's this. If we're steaks, it's this. If it's this, it's this. If it's this, you got to know what you're going to cook every single time. If they need a dessert, this is what I'm going to do. If there's a cake, this is what I'm going to do. You have to know all that stuff beforehand. That's the genius of cooking, though. And yeah. that's why I think a reality TV show of cooking, you can come at it with so many angles. Like one time they just threw them all into a food truck and they were just like, what? Yeah. And they're like, you need to come up with a menu and oh. feed like everyone after the club and you have two hours to prepare. Well, that was. And they're the- just like, oh, oh, crap. See, that's when the challenges were crazy. That's when they were like, okay, you're, yeah, you're in a food truck. These people are going to come out of a Miami club. You have to feed them. Like, and then you have to be up all night. Like they would yeah. make that, that would be the challenge. Now they would never do that. Now yeah, it's like, yeah, all right, two that's of fair. you got to run. And so the challenges have got more refined. Um, but those old ones, though, it's so fun to see those. All right. That was 15 minutes on Top Chef. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk watch about it a little it. bit more. Join J- in. JD will watch it. I think Steph will get into it because it's cooking. You know, it'll be fun. No, it's something that we could definitely watch together. She'll, yeah, she'll get into it. We don't really have anything on TV that we watch. So right now there isn't much. And I think JD, I think some of your criticisms will be pretty good. Like, why would you cook that <laughs> then? Why would you cook that? You picked up the broccoli. It smelled like shit. Uh, there's some really. There's. Do they do really any dishes ones. in it? I can get into it if they do some dishwashing. Cleaning after. the dishes? Uh, so, yeah. Not really. In the old episodes, you could tell that the the, the production was Top really dishwasher. well. They would have to clean everything. They're like at the end, they'd be like, "All right, clean your stations, and we'll go to judges' table." But now it's like, okay, they've got a whole staff that can do it. It's pretty. They don't not as much uh, not as much yeah. dishwashing now. How many episodes in is it? Just one. Just one. Just, just one. The premiere. Oh shit! Yeah. It's the time to join, dude. It's every Thursday. Every Thursday. So and you don't need the context from the previous seasons. Like you know no. what you're getting into yeah, right yeah. from the start. And then and then after like three episodes, because in season three, somebody got eliminated on like, that was really good. So they wanted to figure out a way to get people back in. So now there's last chance kitchen, which is an online only web series. So once you get eliminated, you go and you battle eliminate other eliminated chefs. Cause it's double elimination. Now it's fucking nuts. Uh, but watch it. Watch not TV. It, yeah. Bra- and Bravo. That winner of, it's good. That winner of last chance, uh, whatever that they, they come back at the end. Yeah. They and come so back it's at the like the finale. It's crazy. So they they could potentially take a last spot of someone who's been quote unquote in the competition. But the whole idea is that they've been in parallel competitions. Yeah, and right. this is this is easily this is easily the best season because all of these chefs are executive chefs, and they've all honestly the first episode is sad because they've all had like restaurants close, and it's like they're actually all kind of like, hey, this is actually the perfect time for us to do this because like. I have nothing else going on. Like my restaurants closed. Showed had I'm to like po. lay off thirty people. Yeah, I'm Poe. I need to. I need to go on TV and get famous. Oh, what about when Jamie Tran? Oh, bless her heart. Who has the restaurant in Vegas now that I want to go to? When she put the sauce on the crispy side of the fish, oh and Dom Burrell just went off and just like, what the fuck are you doing? If you don't know and how the, to do that, and the best is she didn't even fight it. She was like, 
oh, that's my bad. I fucked that's up. My bad. And she was, yeah, she was just like, oh, I, well, I'm going to get us kicked out. Like, this <laughs> yeah. is it. I, 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 I messed up. I messed up. Yeah. So I'm scared for Jamie. I'm afraid she's going to go home soon also. But we'll see. All right. That was fun. Um, I can't wait for the episode tomorrow. I wanted to test it out. Let's see if we get some good reactions. If people like it, we'll talk Top Chef, but also this pond's for me uh, and us. So if we like it, we'll just continue <laughs> talking about it. All right. And so the topic of today, meow, 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 drinking games, which finished second, I think, in our other bracket. Uh, JD, did the Bucks win? They cover or what? It's still going on. Okay. I, I, entertain me while you guys talked about Top Chef. That nah, makes sense. That's what I want to know. Uh, all right. So we've got the drinking games bracket now. Eric was unaware, JD, of just the hubbub that goes on on the Fired Up Instagram page. Uh, but Steve Kinnear made a really solid point about randomizing the brackets. So this bracket we actually built out. Not fine-tuned it, but, you know, we uh, we basically didn't want to have any big matchups in the beginning and see what, what filtered out its way to the Final Four. Um, so we do, have the, we do have the bracket that we've got the big four seeds. We've got Beer Pong. Make sure they're not in the same bracket as Flip Cup uh, and all that fun stuff. But... I think ma- mainly, Eric, I think you were just logging in when JD and I were clarifying, but I think the goal here is just fun. Because some games are not, you know, the funness isn't directly correlated to getting super hammered. So we don't want to ra- rate necessarily on how hammered you get, because that could be pretty easy. Just be in the rage cage and you're going to get pretty hammered. But more, you know, hey, we're going to play a game. We have the required number of people for the game, like the optimal number. And whatever that number is for each game, that's the scenario. You have the optimal number of people. Which game is the most fun? Oh, it's like max level happiness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Uh, that's it. And I think that's an easy way to go about it. So you guys ready to dive in? That's nice. Yeah. Because sometimes it's correlated with how drunk you get. Other times it's not. And that's the whole point of what we're going to discuss. Yeah. Okay. I'm down. Like, I'm like down. Beer, like beer pong's kind of correlated. You know, like if I'm winning a lot, yes, other people are drinking, but also I'm pretty, probably drinking throughout it, right? No, that's fair. Flip cup, definitely. You have to drink to, to win. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, not always not always hammer schlogging, things like that. All right, so we've got the full list. Go to our Instagram, I guess. Um, we got a photo of it. Everybody's got it up. So I guess we got to start just up in the upper left. We don't necessarily need to list all the games. You're listening. You can figure it out. Uh, but on the left side of the bracket, we'll go by quadrant. We've got f- the four that we've got in, I don't know, the West. We should name these. Beer Pong. <laughs> Hyrule takes a shot. Well, let's name them a little more creatively than the West. <laughs> than West? But now it's too late. <laughs> it's, we've gone too far. <laughs> it's gone yeah. too far. Uh, what, what can you divide into fours? Oh, okay, this is our freshman year bracket. No, that is too, that is too GLB. Uh, beer Pong, Hyrule takes a shot, Beer Dice, and Fuck the Dealer. Oh, man. See, I, Beer Pong's probably the one, the number one seed in every bracket. Hyrule takes a shot. Now, this is more of a, a personal throwback. I think most of our friends know about Hyrule takes a shot. Uh, but really, it's a game that I think, I don't want to say we invented it, but didn't we invent it? Like, where, where did we I feel like it? I feel like it's appropriate to say you guys invented it. Nine, it came from 936 Leavenworth Street. It came from the basement. From the basement rises the demons. It just makes sense. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, Hyrule takes a shot. His, what is my my favorite catchphrase? The name is also the rules, right? So you just That's it. Hyrule <laughs> takes a shot. Put it on the box. Um, yeah, but just sell two dice. And then beer dice for Fuck the Dealer. So, you know, I thought putting Hyrule Takes a Shot next to Beer Pong would be kind of an easy win for Beer Pong. And I think about all the fun times sitting around in a circle making 15 people roll a dice to figure out who takes one shot. 
Those are some really fun times. Those are some really fun times. What is the optimal number of people for a high roll takes a shot game? Nine? Because it's not four. I was going to say I was going to say eight. I like eight. Because sometimes what you want, too, is you want the possibility that somebody is going to tie, right? The roll-offs are really fun when two people get sixes or something like that. So I think eight eight, eight is about the right answer. The build-up is nice. I'm trying to think of how many shots somebody has had to take in a row. We're pretty – I mean, we're obviously not going to go too far where it's just like, no, you got to keep playing. Because I think maybe somebody's done three in a row, and at that point you're just like, okay. Yeah, I you are that, removed from the game for now. That's where that's where uh, that's where the line is drawn. Uh, I would, JD, I was telling Eric earlier we did this at a bachelor party like six or seven years ago, and the, for one of my high school friends. And the way we did it was that we made a little necklace that had a shot glass on it, and so whoever got like was the last one to do it, they basically got to dictate when the next time you got to play was. Because it was just they would have the shot glass that you had on. So that's a good way to do it. But it's also not really a game because there's no winner. You just kind of stop playing because the pregame has reached its point, you know? Yeah. There's the other thing. I uh, love that necklace, Paul, though. Right? It's a good idea. Yeah. So whoever's Turn got over the chain. Whoever's exactly. So whoever's got the next bachelor party. Oh god, is it down to me, Brad? Oh no, Puyon. Duh. Sick. Because uh, his his batch is gonna have a million people. Alright. So then it's fun to talk about high roll takes a shot, but it's beer pong. Like, I mean, we all have stories about beer pong runs. Eric's got him in pain, the dynasty. Eric, JD, and I dynasty. Have our, JD and I have our Florence story. Like everybody has beer pong stories, right? Oh, and yeah. I think I think the whole ability to come back as a huge underdog or get down early and come back like that that's not you don't have that in high roll right i mean it's one roll and you kind of know your fate right from the start beer pong is a is an is a story it's a narrative if you will right there's the beginning the middle and the end and you know even the end even if you have the early lead and you down to the last cup and then you get the yips that is fun in and of itself you know and it's actually fun to watch beer pong I would say that that's a fun element because only so many can play unless you've got a whole tournament going on. Um, and some of our Minnesota fans, you know, they, they got a whole like 10 tables going on at the same time or something <laughs> like that. But, you know, for those of us with, with, with uh, smaller surface areas to be able to play in, you only got one table. So the whole, the whole crowd is into it and you want to see who wins. You want to see who's, who's able to challenge. Um, that's where beer pong is really, it's almost on a level of its own, you know? That is yeah. uh, a great point. That's just well said. Yeah, well done. I don't think anything needs to be said. Next, I like the rules. I like the rules of beer pong too. How it can be so custom depending oh. on where you go. You know, the islands or what counts and what doesn't count. Can you blow the ball out? Can you whatever? Can house you bounce rule. it? Yeah, house all that rules. Is cool. Or in college where you go to the house, there was always the one house that had the house rules on the wall, just so there was no confusion. <laughs> oh yeah. No, that's the good stuff. Okay. I think we can all vote for beer pong there. Hyrule takes shots. Yeah, Hyrule takes shots like fun. Uh, hey, we're pre gaming. We're gonna take like five of these. Like, let's. This is fun. Twenty people can roll the dice, and and it's low risk. One person's gonna take a shot. You know, like we could have thirty minutes of fun rounding people up, and one person's gonna take a shot. Not bad. Uh, so still fun. Hyrule uh, is just happy to be in the tourney. It was the playing <laughs> game. <laughs> just happy to be here. Yeah, that's fair. Good point. Good point. It's mouth bob. All right, beer dice. Versus fuck the dealer. 
Now this one, this is a, this is kind of a tough one because uh, beer dice is so specific. Like it's not like beer pong where you can just play and anybody can play and you can have fun with it. I mean, like you kind of need to be have like your reflexes about you. <laughs> you need to be able to throw dice in the air and not look like an idiot. Um, and fuck the dealers, just cards. Do you guys lean one way or the other? I lean a little bit towards beer dice just because I like the the team competition aspect of it a little bit. It's, it's a pretty fun game. I've only I probably played it for the first time maybe like two years ago at like the Scoopos offsite. <laughs> oh man, when we were playing indoors on that small table. Yeah. And what I've that learned was the first is time I played. That's like the smallest place we ever did it because most people will play outside on a like a ping pong table where you're yeah, diving we all can over the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, I think Fuck the Dealer is a fun game with the deck of cards, but that's all it is. That's all it is. Although, funny story, Omar, one time, uh, we were in college, so freshman year. Oh my God. So that was 14 years ago now, 15. And so we were in his dorm and I wasn't playing for some reason. I was sitting behind him and we got him on Fuck the Dealer. I cheated and we got him to go through 35 cards before he <laughs> figured it out. My oh, God. Oh, it was so bad. We were so mean, Omar. Uh, we could have <laughs> done worse things, obviously, but uh, I, I don't know why I'll remember that forever, but uh, I'll remember that. So, fun game One of cards. One of the problems but... I have with Fuck the Dealer is that most of the time at the end of it, when somebody's really getting fucked, they're not really drinking like they should be. Like, no one really holds the person's feet to the fire. You yeah. kind of let them get away with it. Because, I mean... That's fair. When you're hitting it on the first guess, it's what? Yeah, a lot of times we exaggerate it. Yeah, it's like five and ten drinks, which is like, what do you drink, 60 in a row at the end? Yeah, or even like half a beer sometimes. Maybe just, I don't know. I'm voting voting for beer dice. Eric? I think I, I don't know. Man, I'm not very good at either. Uh, cause I don't even play fuck the dealer that much. Uh, I'm really bad. Game. Yeah. It's- I mean, that shows you how much I play and I'd probably still be bad at it. Clearly. Um, beer dice is hard for me because I cannot deal with those. Like the hand eye coordination is so terrible. So that doesn't work <laughs> at all. That aspect of it. I thought you, say you have trouble gripping the dice. <laughs> well, that, I mean, I got small hands, so that too. So it's really just not, I'm not a good pick. In, in beer dice at all. Um, I, I, I'm i going to move forward with Fuck the Dealer just because it's, you know, like you said, it's a card game. Like, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll plan in that. I think there's some, uh, I think there's some, I think there's some great places where Fuck the Dealer makes sense. I think under different parameters, it would have a chance in this bracket. Like, you know, uh, something that includes more people or if it was like if you had one game to play the rest of your life. Like, Fuck the Dealer is versatile. You can play with numerous people. You can change the rules up. But, I think JD's right. The aspect of fun, just sitting there. I'll just didn't we play in Vegas where we just sat on our table and that was our pregame. We were just playing in our hotel room on those seated chairs. Like that, that's just fun. It's it's just yeah. when there's a little yeah, bit more to a game that I feel is more. It feels more interactive and it takes some skill rather than just guessing numbers. It moves it forward a little bit for for me. So we'll take beer dice on that one. All right, we'll go to our sophomore uh, quadrant of the bracket quarters. Hammer, uh, maybe the weakest four, but I'm sorry. Quarters, Hammerschlagen, King's Cup, 
horse races. <laughs> uh, we'll start off quarters and hammerschlagen. Okay. Hammerschlagen. Uh, now, I, Justin, put that one up there uh, because I thought it was a world-renowned game uh, that everybody knew. Uh, but it turns out JD and Eric both didn't know what it was. Chris Ewing, if you're listening and to this. And everyone listening. And yeah. everyone listening to this. <laughs> nobody knows what it is. There is a website, hammerschlagen.com. So people know about it. You know, Type you it think? correctly or you're going to go to a weird website. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Spell it right. Yeah, yeah. S-C-H. Don't, don't leave out the C. <laughs> uh, this is kind of a silly one because if you don't know what hammerschlagen is, go look it up. But basically there's a piece of wood and it's how hard you can swing a hammer. And can you get your nail fully into the piece of wood before somebody else does in a rotating cast of turns? You know, not everybody has a hammer. There's only one hammer, so there's not a million people hammering the log. But it's just something... I'm, I mean, those people in the Pacific Northwest, they're just built different, you know? So hammering nails into logs to them is just like a Tuesday afternoon. But that's where I learned it, and uh, it's it, it's pretty fun. But like JD asked before the pod, like, it's not, is it really a drinking game? Like, are you drinking during it? And it's more of a... Uh, I think it's more of a bags territory where you can play bags, but you don't need to be drinking to play bags. It's, I think Hammerschlagen's kind of the same. Um, but I thought cool. everyone had their own piece of wood. Well, you and need their a piece. Of... No, 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 no. You take so you take one piece of wood. Everybody uh, gets a nail, and how you get the nail is one. Like some people say, you have to buy the nail with a beer. Like that's you got to drink the beer to get the nail. Whatever. So everybody has their own nail on one big ass piece of wood. If you do need two pieces of wood, you can have two. But you have one piece, and everybody has the same nail. And you basically you put the nail at the same length in, so it's standing up. And everybody, you get one swing. You get one swing. The nail has to start, or the head, the head of the hammer has to start on the nail. You get one swing, and however hard you hit it down, that's where your nail stays. The next person hits their nail. The next person, and it goes all the way around the hammer until it's back to you. If nobody's like nail is all the way in the piece of wood, then you go again, and it's how, like whoever can do it in the least amount of hits wins. Yeah, I'm looking at this on Wikipedia. It looks pretty fun. <laughs> right? Also, also called Nagelbacken. <laughs> that must, Hammerschlagen must be German. the English translation. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's literally, they have a picture of competitive nailing, and it's a at a wedding, uh, bride and groom. <laughs> Just, <laughs> that's we, so, question. Hey, we should bring one to before? you. Are you drunk before the game? Because that could really mess up how you swing at the nail. Because I'm realizing now, if you mess up that first one and your nail is bent in any wrong way, yes. you just you lost. Yes, That's the and there's point. a rule here. If the nail bends, the player can move to any position around the table to strike the nail for their next turn, or the nail may be straightened, and that's counted as a turn. Right? So do you you know are you going to throw a turn or are you going to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Uh, so wow. we, we need a hammer slogan at somebody's wedding. Shit, I guess you guys already got married. But it I'll looks pretty. Do it at the divorce party. Is Steph home? Did she just hear that? No, nah, she's in the bed bedroom. Uh, all right. Yeah, and then it's like the arc of the hammer. Like you can't bring it back too far. But no, you're right, Eric. But it's not necessarily tied to the drinking, right? Like it's good. You're going to be worse, but it's something that you're just kind of doing, you know, as part of. And so when do you drink? When do you drink? Is there, is there like a loser and then that person just drinks a whole ton or is it like every round then you do a judging and then someone has to drink? Yeah, we did it, and I don't know if this is official, we did it in whoever won got to give out drinks. 
Nice. Right? So, yeah, so whoever got their nail down was able to give, and I forget what we did. I mean, since we were camping, it might have been like, the you, or you get to give one, and then also whoever was the worst, like those two people maybe have to shotgun a beer or something like that. Some rule, or they had to take a, do a shot or something. I forget what it was. But then you run out of space like on the hammer too. It's or on the piece of wood. It's just incredibly fun. Um. Okay, that was the rules there. Versus quarters, which I mean, everybody knows quarters, right? You're bouncing it into the cup. And and you just you, t- you yeah you just like pass it around right, and everyone's like bouncing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a quarter, and well, so the way I used to play. Well, there's two ways to play. We used to play with the ice tray, right? Where it, how far up on the ice tray you go is depending on how many drinks then you're giving away. But mostly it's just the shot glass, and you bounce it into yours, and you're playing against one other person is the way I played it. You play against one other person, and it's just whoever gets the quarter in first is the way I've played. Yeah. But then there's speed quarters, yeah. which is which involves six or more people, and then you're supposed to like jump somebody, I think, is the speed version, right? I don't know. I usually just consider that like rage cage. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I actually put quarters and hammerslogging together. I think quarters was hammerslogging sounds kind of fun. And in terms I'm of funness, I'm voting oh, for hammerslogging. Guys, no way. Yeah. Really, dude. Quarters Listen, I, is like, is so had, fun, though. I hadn't heard of hammerslogging, but you know what? I hadn't heard of Abilene Christian either, and they knocked <laughs> off Texas. So. <laughs> You got Shaka Smart out of you the gotta job. have so many things to be playing that game. Like you gotta have a hammer. You gotta but have think nails. About, but think Not about part of the rules there. The rule is <laughs> most fun. What's gonna be more fun? Hammering a nail into a piece of wood or bouncing a quarter into a shot glass? See what I'm nah, like wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm, biased. I'm a little biased from looking at these hammer schlagen pictures. Yes. Yeah, and it's it. way more fun to say. <laughs> well, I think that is part of the uh, part of the allure is being able to say Hammerschlagen when it's your turn. Hand me the yeah, Hammerschlagen. Hammerschlagen. <laughs> All right, so we've got a, a third one into the Elite Eight. Okay, let's move along here. King's Cup versus horse races. Gosh, now this is – everybody knows King's Cup, which is an interesting one to choose because it's actually a game made up of other little games, which is kind of fun. Oh, I like that. You I know, like which, which I kind of like. And then horse races, which horse races is a great game. Uh, anybody that doesn't know it, you put four horses for each of the suits, and then you start flipping over cards, and whatever suit it is moves the horse forward. You're betting on a horse. If your horse wins, you get to give out X amount of drinks, or you have to take the drinks and take whatever's given away. I think horse races is pretty fun. I don't know that we need to talk about this one that much unless you guys got a good story, because, I mean, King's Cup, everybody knows how to play that. Everybody's played that one a million times. It has all those games in it. It's fun to figure out which of the letters mean which things for different people, kind of similar to beer pong rules. I think I, I'm going with King's Cup on this one. I'm going King's Cup. I'm going okay. King. It's just something about like the rules and making fun of people when they mess up the rules, and then yeah. making a rule about how much you have to drink Ugh. more if you mess up a rule. And then like the little, man, just, the little man rule. I think that's my favorite. The little man time. rule. It, it's so meta. I just, I love it. Right. Like it can, I think Justin put it exactly right. It is a game within a game and that becomes like just so fun. And there, you, there's always a lot of people around. It's always a good time. Yeah. It's always good. I time. think the ceiling of King's cup is infinitely higher than horse races. Yes. Horse races can be fun. And if you're really degenerate, you could bet on it, but like King's cup is yeah. fun. Funness is through. And you can have a bad, you can have a bad game of King's cup too. 
Oh, you, oh, you definitely can. Oh, oh you, you can. can. You can. Oh, you can. yeah. We've had, we've had some. Um, now, here's what's fun. Think about it this way, though. If you had to play the game twice, King's Cup the second time could be a totally different game. Yeah. So Change you can recover. But yeah. then the horse races is like you kind of just the same, you know, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It's totally true. Um, and it is kind of boring. Anyway, I've already moved King's Cup on. All right. Let's move to the upper right side of our bracket, junior quadrant. Four pretty good games. I, I, I like this bracket. Flip Cup, Never Have I Ever, 7-11, 7s, 11s, and doubles, and Civil War. Now, the first one, we'll, we'll do Flip Cup, one of the number one seeds, I would assume for mostly everybody, a classic, versus Never Have I Ever, Have I Ever, which, I don't know, Never Have I Ever. How did you come up with this? <laughs> How did this make the bracket? I don't even this, know the last well, time I played this game. Like fourteen years old. Yes. But you know what? It's like spin the bottle. It's like spin the bottle. It's on every single list that you can Google about drinking games. I swear to God, go out after the pod. I I I tried to come up with a list from memory, and I remember Never Have I Ever as a game that is a part of King's Cup. That's how I remember Never Have I Ever. Because why would you ever do Never Have I Ever? Like, that makes... Yeah. <laughs> a little horny. Exactly. Because there's no end. There's, but that's well, why there is an end, you play in, but... Yeah, you put all your hands down, right? And that's what you yeah. play. You, you want to play in college, because that's when you're like, oh, yeah, no. Let's see what these <laughs> girls have done. And then everybody has the one disgusting one. Anyway. Uh, but, like, I've always looked at it as part of another game. But we definitely used to play it. I swear to God, it's on every call. It's like, oh, drinking games you want to play? Like, Never Have I Ever. And I can't imagine even playing it now. Although now it might not be less sexual and more like well, never have I ever been to this country. And then we get really pretentious about it. But anyway, is <laughs> is this even a battle? Is it just flip cup? Hey, the number uh, yeah, one, the, the number one seeds cup. deserve a, uh, you know, they deserve a, a walk sometimes. All right. Especially in this matchup, flip cup is yeah. just so elite. I mean, think so there are elite. so many elements. So There's so many elements of flip cup. Like, first of all, the number of your party, like it can be, you can do two on two or you could do, yeah, 10 on 10. Like, no oh, joke, right? Survivor then, Cup? Oh, that is... Yeah. Okay, that's pretty fun. The second part is determining the matchups. Epic, mm-hmm. right? Like, letting people... Match up, match really, up. ...really pissed yeah. off and, like, try and, like, talk shit to each other. And then the order. That also matters. Yeah. Right? Like, based on the matchup, then who do you want to put first? Who's good at leading off? Who needs to be in the middle to make sure it's like the flow is consistent. And then at the end, if you really, really needed it, who could make up for it? Like all of that strategy brings more to the game. That's it. And you can tell when somebody doesn't want to be on a certain flip cup team after a while. Like you just like, I love when it's been like four games and you're like, all right, we got to switch up teams. <laughs> no, you're just, you're the anchor. Cause you're one of the better people and you just haven't touched your beer in the last three games. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, all right, Let's let's hey guys let's let's change up teams a little bit. Well, that's why you got to switch up too, right? You got to start on one side and then yeah, the other yeah. side. Yeah. Oh my god! Whenever we get together again, it's gonna be nuts. Uh. We're, so just a, a we're just gonna play at. Never Have I Ever <laughs> <laughs> and horse races. Oh, All right, boys. Time. Never have I ever. Never ever had. Okay, so <laughs> sevens, elevens, doubles, and civil war. Uh, Eric, were you listening when we were talking about the rules of 7-Eleven doubles? 
Yes, I was. You and in it. fact, that's actually Vaz's game. So at his bachelor party, he loved it so much that he basically the the um, shot glass idea with uh, that other game we were talking about. Uh, shoot, sorry, I forgot which Quarters? one already. No, there, it was the one where it's like uh, you have the shot glass around your neck. Oh, you oh Hyrule takes the shot. game, whatever. Yeah, sorry. So uh, very similar concept with uh, 7-Eleven doubles with Boss's Bachelor Party. He was in charge of the dice, and any time he rolled, we all had to play. Uh, the game was uh, initiated. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 it's a fun game. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But Civil War, can I just get, get, get a little spiel here? The um, unexpected physicality of Civil War, I think... It's not just a drinking game. It is like you have to be in pretty good physical shape to play this game because you could get decked like clear across the room if you're not paying attention. You got to get a low base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you get knocked out and you're still trying to help your team, right? You're boxing out the other guys. You're never out of the game. That's what I think is cool about Civil That's War. Huge you're too. never out of the game. You're never out of the game. Especially like you could come back. You're always gunning too for the person that's really good at hitting cups. So that person's always mad about being gunned for first. So you have to get them to give up their ego to be like, hey man, you're good. You need to fetch us some balls now. And when that happens on the first turn, oh. when they're like, okay, and it's like everyone, and they're like, okay, we're going to go like after Puyon. And it's like the first three shots sink each individual cup. And it's like, three. get the fuck out. Or you're you out. Get same, <laughs> so you get good. the same cup just right off the bat. And you're like, oh. okay, bye. Oh. So good. And that first so good. that first flurry where you can't really, like nobody's going to bounce it. But like you're like kind of looking at it. But nine balls are in the air. You're like, this is a disaster. And then if you're the last Chaos. one left, you just, you're like, God, nobody has faith in me. I'm the last <laughs> one. <laughs> Everybody's throwing balls at me, and I'm trying, I'm trying uh, to throw them faster than I can catch them. This is a disaster. No, it's it's bad when you you have somebody on your team who's just terrible, and there's like six balls out there, and everyone goes, and the whole team just collects all six. <laughs> like, all right, here's all six. Let's put them all in your hands. You got to make one, and then just they just rapid fire through them and it's just miss, 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 and you're just like Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're so fucked. Do you do you wonder maybe that's what like LeBron or God, Steph Curry that. or Kawhi feels like when they foul out of a game and they're just sitting on the sideline watching and they're just like, oh, we're so fucked. Like, just, <laughs> I, it's like, I think just, that's what happens like in college games and it's a one and one and a sixty percent guy is at the line and they're winning. A good oh. guy just goes, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> we're so screwed. Uh, no, the, the physicality. I think you're absolutely right. I mean. We're going to have a, t- a tough talk on the next one, so I won't get too much more into it because their second-round matchup is going to be a tough one, but I think we're all on. 7-Eleven Double's great game. We've had some great times. It's fun to fuck somebody over, and it's super fun when they get fucked over, then somebody can help them. That's one of the aspects of 7-Eleven Double's that's yes. fun, is that you I can help somebody that. out by taking their yeah. drink for them. Um, and I think I always like that part of it. This is the, the hardest of the four like quadrants so far, I think, but I think I'd have to say Civil War. Yeah, I'd have to go Civil War. Yeah, I agree. All right, cool. All right, and then the last quadrant, the senior quadrant, which this might, I think this is the best bracket. Uh, it's a good have, one. It's a good I one. May have, I may have overloaded this side, but they're all pretty good games. Now that we've been talking about them, it makes me wish like hanging out with people, miss hanging out with people. Um, we've got Finger Game, Bullshit Pyramid, <laughs> Rage Cage, Beer Hockey. 
Now, this has got some heavyweights. We'll start with Finger Game Bullshit Pyramid. I realize not everyone might not may, may not know what Finger Game is, so we, we uh, should take a second to describe it. Or we you will? might not call it Finger Game. No, I yeah yeah. I swear is that what it's called? Yes. Or did we just go, make that up? Go to Google, type in Finger Game. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear, guys, yeah, you're gonna another, get on a list. Another, you're gonna another, get on a list. Google <laughs> that you should be a little careful with. <laughs> yeah, finger, finger game. I'm a schlagen. Fingers or oh, finger I spoofed. Up 1999 it, a month. It has a wiki page, guys. <laughs> it has a wiki page. It says fingers and then parentheses game. Fingers or finger spoof is a drinking game okay. where players guess the number of participating players who will keep their fingers on a cup at the end. Yeah. But for anybody that hasn't played, I mean, those are just the rules. You have a cup, you fill it up with X amount of beer. You have five people; they put their fingertips on the on the rim, and you go one, two, three, and then say the number of people that you think are going to leave their finger on the cup. If you get the number right, you're out. This game is so fun, and I don't know when we figured it out, but it's just so simple. And I think, Payne, I think I think Payne brought it to the to the group. That's I think. Like, Pain. I hope you're listening. That's like the most pain. Just simple but genius. Like that's pain. He's just simple, yeah. but he's a genius. I remember the house. <laughs> I hope you take that well, Pain. Because it was raining outside. And it's exactly. Like, well, how many games? How many games can we play here? Because you know, some people were playing beer pong. Some people were doing just chatting, and they're like, "Oh, we have five of us, six of us sitting around a red cup. It's it's all we need. It's all and we it's need. It's five guys, one cup. Yep. And." <laughs> Finger game is a much better name than fingers, though. <laughs> hey, you guys want to play some fingers? Like that's a little weird. Finger hey. game makes a lot more sense. Never have um, I played fingers. <laughs> One enhancement that we made with our group for finger game that I think makes it so much better Call it is fingers. Fing- okay fingies. for fingers oh, is no, is no. is no celebrating. So the added yeah, rule that. Yeah. that like because it's so hard and this is what's awesome too is like when you have a lot of people the game is just as fun because it gets really hard because you have more numbers obviously to deal with and it's tough to get the right one but when you do successfully guess the number right and then you know normally you would want to celebrate and the first couple of times we did that then we added this no celebration rule and if you're caught celebrating smiling laughing fist pumping high-fiving whatever you're back in the game it is that's the best thing we've ever done you're so right when there's like nine people it is so hard to get it so you're so happy and then conversely when there's three people left you don't want to drink the full cup so you're also really happy and so just hiding those emotions oh that's that's a really good point uh the fact that you can play it with all so many different people like it's just a really simple fun game like jd said all you need is cup Bullshit Pyramid, different game, still fun, because nothing's more fun than trying to bluff your way to get your friends to drink more. Um, but I just think it has a limited capacity. You know, it's just not as. Uh, I don't know. It's about lying, so it's just not as fun. I feel like. <laughs> I'll just say I'll just go out of there and say Bullshit Pyramid's not that fun. There we go. Well, that's all we needed to say. I'm all in for fingers. I don't even remember what bullshit pyramid. <laughs> it's the one where you have the four cards, and then we fl- there's a pyramid of cards, and you flip over one card, and if you have one of the four cards, you can be like, oh, first row, drink you two. drink. And then oh, I, I can say bullshit right. and flip it over. I, yeah. I do think it's fun, but it's, fine. it's, it's fine. more of a fuck the dealer type of game where you know, you're know you dealt your cards, and the cards that you're dealt are basically what you're going to say. Because once you get to the top three lines of the pyramid, it's almost pointless to like bluff because we know half the cards that are out 
I mean, that's the whole strategy. In the first row, you, you call bullshit on everything. Second row, you call bullshit on anything. Then you've seen everybody's cards, yeah. so the top doesn't really matter. Uh, the finger game is still just so much fun. The no celebrating is so fun. And then the fact that you can get people on, like I always thought it would be hard to get people on the right tempo. Like, oh no, people are stupid. Like they're not going to be able to do one, two, three, seven. Like it's going to get weird. Um, and yet everybody knows, oh, the the, everybody knows the tempo. Everybody knows if you got, you got to go one, two, three. Like everybody knows, everybody, everybody knows fingers. Or the, or the best is that idiot who guesses zero, but keeps the finger on the, on the cup. Cause they're just not thinking straight. <laughs> Or when they Perfect. guess when there's four and then and you guess max, but then you take your own finger off. Exactly. Oh, I thought there's six great. people. It's hilarious. It is a good one. <laughs> okay. And then to the last uh matchup of the bracket on the first round, Noggle Balkan, uh, which might be the toughest one. This may have been unfair to one of these two. Rage Cage slash web. Because I wanted to give a shout out to Webb for the Spokane homies, because I really haven't played it with anybody else. But I think most people would know it as Rage Cage. Um because it's basically the same, except shot. Anyway, and, and beer hockey. Rage Cage versus beer hockey. Now, beer hockey, JD, I think I learned that one from JD. And we used to play down at the bottom of 936. That's the one where the fingers were. You can really, you can take some damage. We used to have, uh, I feel like we used to go through a 30-pack of beer playing beer hockey pretty quick back in the day. Fun game. But Rage Cage, to me... And maybe when there's like when you have the optimal number of people, to me for Rage Cage, which is like twelve, <laughs> like it's just I think the the group aspect of it and screwing the one person over in the cage and then not being the last person that has to drink that big ass tall thing of cups, like I don't know that one to me is more community, more fun. If I had to get if I had to go off funness, I equate beer hockey more to like beer dice, where there's like it's like a fun activity to do. Like while you're drinking, so it's better than something like playing cards. But I don't know if it's better than the rage cage feeling of just trapping somebody in the cage. Okay, I will go with beer hockey just from a nostalgia perspective, and I'll let Eric make the call. I knew. Oh, I'm. It's not even an argument for me. But before I say the answer, um, (laughs) I, I, I beer hockey has an element of like you can have bloody knuckles, right? Because like now. I mean, you get I you think... get that you get that wedge on your hand diving at that. I've I've taken some nicks on my pinky for sure. That's what I'm thinking, right? One of the hard part with beer hockey is you really do need a good table for it. Yeah, that's fair. That it's is very true. inhibiting if you don't have a good table for it. Arguably, same, so now we know where same, you're going. Eric. But but Give arguably, it's the same. It's the same argument for Rage Cage. Or slash web here, right? You have to have the right table. You need a good like, table with a little bounce to it, yeah. Yeah, and also like size wise, like you can't. It's hard to have like a rectangle when you know you really need a circle table to play rage cage. I'm going all. I'm, I'm rage cage. I'm full yeah, on rage know. cage. Um, the strategy involved with it, the fact that uh, without fail, every time Marvin is played, <laughs> everyone just gangs up on him, and That's we so play mean. until he throw. We play until he throws up. Which <laughs> just takes maybe like three or four turns because we just make him drink it all. It's it's oh, uh, and that was like JD and that was like JD and Webb, wasn't that you, JD? Yeah, we were no, playing Webb and Webb is a little bit harder, Eric. Because I don't know if you played was that's where you only have six cups in the middle, but it's a shot glass, and so and you're oh, re- and you're re- and you're refilling six cups. So for some reason, there's not a million; it's just six cups, and you basically just because once you get to six, because it can reset. So it's really fast to reset. So it could be like three. Oh no, four. Oh no, five. 
And so JD was playing with us. He's like, so when do you drink during this game? And we got him in the web. Because that's the other fun part. It's like, oh, you're in the web. When you do the Spider-Man. And JD goes, when do you drink? 30 minutes later, maybe, JD? Less? 20? He was puking in the backyard. <laughs> we just put that him is in the, the best web. Part. You drink a lot of liquid really quick. That's yeah. the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, and you weren't, it wasn't part. like you were hammered. It was like, oh, we made you drink 20 cups in like three minutes. Um, Tom you guys weren't there, actually. Tom and Tyler you guys weren't there. that game. Yeah, we were in uh, we were in Cabo, and Brad decided to uh, sneakily put tequila in oh various God. different cups of Love Rage Brad. Cage, but, did, but he didn't te- he didn't tell anyone. And so while we're playing, then someone would just pick up a cup and start drinking it, and it'd be like, oh, and they'd almost like throw up right away. And it's like, oh, you got the cup, you got the cup. And we always we didn't know how many there were, and we asked Brad, and Brad said he forgot. And so it's just this constant fear during the entire game of, of whether or not you're going to get the tequila cup. And I can see Brad just smiling to himself in the corner. And just, <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, I'm gonna do it that next great. time we play. Next time we play, whatever that is. All right, so that rounds it up into the Elite Eight. Uh, let's go and just dive right in. We'll go back to the the upper left quadrant. Beer pong versus beer dice. This is actually pretty tough. As we were talking about pretty beer dice, matchup. I just remember how fun it is, and it's almost a similar thing. Like if we had four guys in the room, like you could play either one essentially, right? You can play beer pong or you can play beer dice. Which one do you want to play? I want to play beer pong and Eric kind of alluded to it earlier where it's more of a elongated game where you can, you know, go down, come back. There's just more, I don't know. How would you say like, I mean, I think Eric's there's more of a game to it. Like, yeah, yes. And it feels like there are more people can be let into the game. Beer dice feels like if you're really good at beer dice, you almost have to be really lucky as well. And it's like one thing. It's like, can you catch the dice? And can you throw it high? Where like, like you say, it, beer pong, there's like, yeah, you, you can come back. Reflex. You can also, yeah. And you can, in beer pong, there's a little more, there's a little more strategy. It's like, you, you can bounce the ball, right? Are you trying to get balls back? Are you trying to re-rack? Like, re-rack, re-rack configurations. Are you That's trying to get, the entire thing, are you, you trying know? to get on fire? You're up five zero. You got five cups left, but it's funky. Do you re rack? You got a lot of room to work with. You I always go for the kill. That's right. I always do get that zipper. Go for the kill. Always go for the kill. So I think I think we might be unanimous. That's when Payne and I started doing the box and one in our dynasty, really messing with people's head. Just go with the worst possible re-rack configuration, and we'd still win. It was the most epic run I've ever been a part of. I do. I'm, 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 I'm all beer pong. I'm a big fan of getting any re-rack you want. Not a lot of people like that because it fucks with people's heads, I think. Because some people are that's so adamant. Like, point. no, you need a traditional rack. Like, I tried to do play button one time. and like, that's not a pyramid. I'm like, no, it's not. It's a sideways pyramid. <laughs> like, what do you want? Like, that's what I want to shoot at. Uh, and people get so distraught about it. Hey, uh, what's up? your pong can bring out the passions. It absolutely oh, yeah. can. Well, and you can play. I mean, this past weekend when we played, we did the. We didn't even switch teams. It was Drew and I versus QJ and JD the whole weekend. And like, that's what you can do. And you can do best of fives. Then you start playing more. How many games like, do you think we played? I could say the number of beers we drank, <laughs> and people could figure it out. But 15, 20 in one night. <laughs> so probably twenty-five. Good Lord. Thirty. That, that was just the first night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, it was bad, Eric. Um, God, that was fun. I can't wait to hang out with people again. Okay. The other 
left side of the bracket to get to play beer pong in the final four, which is unfortunate. Hammerschlagen Nagelbacken or King's Cup. Hammerschlagen versus King's Cup. And you know what? Listen. Oh, what are you going to no, say? Don't, don't, say, gonna say don't do it. Don't do it. Say don't it, do it. Oh, my God. Say it, JD. What are you going to no, say? No, I was going to say, listen, as fun as Hammerschlagen Nagelbacken sounds and is to say, I think it has to get docked because it's not fully a drinking game. And this Thank is a drinking you. game bracket, and I'm going to save King's Cup. I, I, I think Hammerschlagen had a good run. I think it deserved to beat quarters. You know, good little upset hey, in my mind. Just happy to be here. Happy to be here. They won the playing game. They're like the Oregon. They're like the Oregon yeah. that won because of COVID. That's exactly what exactly. it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and King's Cup is a good game. You know, that's it's a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun playing it. You can switch up the rules. You know, we played it at... <laughs> I remember we played at Tom's Cabin once, and anything I can remember about Tom's Cabin usually means it's a good time. So, King's Cup, you know? Let's, I think... Uh, it's universal. It's universal. Like, everybody's got a story about it. You play it in college. It's the easiest thing to play. Um, and you put all those cards on the deck. I do think about fingers. It's going to be so weird. Like, at what point in a party, or do we already not care once you're vaccinated? We're not going to care about putting fingers on the cup anymore, are we? <laughs> oh, we God. We might have cared during quarantine, but as soon as I'm shot it up, like, maybe I don't care anymore. That's patient zero in Wuhan. Wuhan's big, big on fingers. That's fingers. <laughs> That's right. what happened. So Kings Cup. So Kings Cup's in the final four. Sorry, I'll scoot that along. Beer pong versus Kings Cup. That's nice. And now on the right hand side, ooh, this man, we got some good matchups over here. This is flip a tough cup. one. Yeah, flip cup versus civil war. That's so hard. Wow. Okay. Um flip cup. Things I like. Hey. Okay. I have my decision. <laughs> How do we do this? I don't even know a good way for us to reveal these. Um, we need a better system, but like most fun. Man, I mean, everybody did this in their 20s, right? You go to a kickball league and then you go to a bar afterway. Those flip cup games where you're playing the team that you just played in flip cup or in kickball, those games were always really fun. And they're always really fun in the backyard. But I think once I was introduced to Civil War, I mean, to me, there's been no other, there's no other like it. <laughs> like it's just the greatest game. Uh, you, you, the fact that you're on a team, the strategy of who you take out, the strategy of you don't really want to suck, the strategy of you're never out of it. Like that stuff is all, is all crazy. Whereas in Flip Cup, and maybe this is because I'm not the best Flip, flip Cup player. But I have definitely been the one that has sunk the whole team. <laughs> and it, it, it's so much harder in Flip Cup because it can rely on one person. Where in Civil War, it's like, okay, if, if one person's not making cups, well, the other two people got out also. Like, th there's some shared responsibility there. So I think Civil War <laughs> Civil War is, is better for my, my, my team aspect and more fun because I don't feel like, uh, you know, there's not as much pressure. No, I'm not okay, a pressure I'm, I'm not a pressure go, I'm going to go Flip Cup. Oh shit! <laughs> Just to put it on Eric. So so make, yeah, to let Eric make the decision. Would you have said that if Eric one, had said Flip number Cup? one? I like I like that Flip Cup is it's a great game to play with girls. It's inclusive of everyone. Civil War is a little more difficult. It's a little more little more aggressive, like we talked about. Yeah, and you, can't be two, you can't be hip checking gals. Well, into, I don't know. You know, into the kitchen island. <laughs> At the golden Dome. just when you get a big a big group like at a wedding or something together playing flip cup like shit can go crazy like when you hear Damn, teams a celebrating a win like everyone just goes nuts it's a great game and when you and when you 
and when you do lose, whether it's your fault or not, it does suck losing at Flip Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so simple. Well, it sucks losing at anything, yeah. even Hamstrom. Yeah, but even Civil War, it's like it's such almost Civil War is almost not like lucky, but it's just such a clusterfuck that you just don't even notice. It's the game. chaos. It's it is chaos. chaos. It's, it's just that's straight the best chaos. Because yeah. like I'll look up, I'll bend down to pick up a ball, and it's like, oh, seven cups are off the table. But I think who I might. Well, let's see what Eric's gonna say. No, no, yeah, yeah, you can't switch. You already, you already, you already made your choice. <laughs> I made my um, live with it. This is hard. I love both games. I really do. Um, and you know, I was leaning one way, but I think what JD was just talking about, I mean, has me thinking another way. So civil war, we talked to the strategy involved is just so epic. And then I think about flip cup. I mean, you can really play with anyone. We actually played it when my family was over here two, uh, holidays ago. Cause, uh, you know, my, my mom, my dad, my aunt, cause it's just so easy. And you can modify things a little yeah. bit, right? So it's not so crazy. And so the inclusivity part is is fantastic. And then it really, you know, everyone should be playing Flip Cup at the entire party. Civil War is only, there's an audience. And yeah. when you talk about most fun, you know, there's no like, oh, I'm playing or I'm watching with the, you have a Civil War. Flip Cup is, you're in the game. You're playing the game. Yeah. And, and actually, I think that Flip Cup, Flip that Cup unlocks the fun. Flip Cup, my, oh, because I was gonna say Flip Cup, you could have fun watching. Yeah, but why would you watch Flip Cup though, right? Like you yeah. would only do that if you had an odd number, and even then you would just double up on someone. And I think also for Flip Cup, oh, it is oh, so oh. easy. Yeah, yeah, you see what I'm saying now. But it's all it's also so easy to run it back with Flip Cup. Yeah, and I think that increases the fun, right? You yeah. don't think twice about it. You get it, it like right when you lose, you re rack it up, and and it's just it's. So easy to do, yeah. So I'm going flip cup. I'm going. Wow. Flip cup. Oh, nice. Wow. I flipped. Man. I flipped to the flip cup. What, JD? I think you, JD. That one's on your shoulders. You led them to victory. You're Max mm-hmm. Abmus. What, what school was that? I forget. You know, right. we could also bring like Civil War and Beer Pong. They're very similar. Let's just. Yeah. Well, but also I think Eric's right. A lot of the it's almost like Civil War is elevated, more intense beer pong. Nice. Right? And in that in yeah. that case, it's going to have a more limited audience. Thank you. Yeah, and I think you know it is more inc- inclusive. And flip cup and beer pong being in the final four just kind of makes sense. But this matchup, oh lord, heavyweight contenders, fingers, <laughs> and rage cage. Um, oh, this is hard. This, this is great. Uh, these are two great games. We need to play all sixteen of these games the next time we're all together. <laughs> 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 Pretty fun. Just do everyone once. Justin uh, just playing Never Have I Ever. He's trying to leave it. And everyone's just like, dude, what are we doing? We have to play each and every single one of these games. We can't leave one out. And if we, Never Have I Ever goes long, we'll just play it all night. We can do it all night. Oh, man, um, I'll go first. I'll go Rage Cage here. When I think about just good times have like playing the game, it's just a little more exciting. They're both fantastic games, you know. Yeah. We're in the Elite Eight, but Rage Cage is, is solid. You know, okay, I just thought of this. Because <laughs> I think both games are, are elite, as we're talking about. Both games I would love to play all night. You know what I just realized? You can play music while you play Rage Cage. You can't play music when you play the finger game. I mean, you uh, could, you yeah. can, but 
But there's an element like you don't have to play music if you have the finger game because you're so involved in the game. Right. It's kind of like King's Cup, same thing. But Rage Cage, I think an element of Rage Cage is it's such a party mode. Like you can have music blasting and people are yelling at each other when you get webbed or you get in the cage, whatever you want to call it. And then you make someone throw up. It's just so fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> God, we're bad people. I, you know, I love the finger game, but uh, I think I'm going to have to go Rage Cage too. Yeah, and I think that there's some uh, aspect similarly of inclusivity in like what you guys were talking about because finger game, like, all right, you know, like Jay said, how many we... fingers can you fit on a cup? <laughs> and it's like we got, well, no, bro, we we've gone on bigger cups, you know, you guys got expand. Yeah, we cup. have. Yeah. Like, we got on bowls, man. We've we've done yeah. on bowls. <laughs> You're almost doing it if you're bored, though. Like, hey, we need a game to play, and we don't have space to play anything else. All right, let's do finger game real quick. But if you want the whole party, like, Rage Cage is going to get everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Because it's easy to play. A lot of people can sneak in and be like, oh, it'll never make its way over here. I'll be fine. <laughs> like, you get some of that. And so, you know, you'll get... Because even if you have the bowl, you still have... Everybody's, like, sliding up around it. Um, so, I mean, whatever. Rage Cage. That's it. We're all on the same page. Oh, Rage Cage is a favorite. That is a good final four. Man, it's like drinking games are fun. Do we have a problem? All right. Actually, so, this this matchup's pretty easy. Beer pong and King's Cup. Yeah. It, is it? Automatic? I think it's got to go beer pong, right? It's just automatic. King's Cup got a pretty nice walk through. Man, you said <laughs> King's Cup, and you didn't start off your sentence any other way. So I thought he was going to go. King's Cup deserves to be in the final or something dumb. No. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. It did it did get a. Beer pong over Kingsco. Yeah, if I had to redo this bracket, I would put somebody Horse from... Horse races and then Hammerschlagen. Yeah. That's a, hey, that's a tasty matchup. Yeah, I think if yeah. I had to redo it, I'd do something like put beer hockey where Hammerschlagen is or something like that. Make it a little more fair, but... Because beer hockey kind of got... What's that? The committee ruled. Yep. Oh, no. No, wait. It's how you play the games. And if you're not going to play in non-conference schedule, good teams, you know, that you're going to be placed at the bottom of the bracket. All right, now this is a tough one. This is so hard. This I don't even know, dude. Flip cup. This is tough. Rage cage. I think most of what has been advancing has been exactly what we've been talking about. Like they, they're kind of similar in who's gonna play? Is it inclusive? What's the party atmosphere? Can you run it back? The only thing that maybe I like is the team aspect. Like, now we're getting into nitty-gritty. Maybe I like the team aspect of Flip Cup a little bit more. However, Ooh, that, like that. that bond you build with somebody building the cage around somebody else, <laughs> there's nothing like building a cage with another human to put another human in it. There's nothing You like don't even it. have to say anything. It could be <laughs> just a look. It could just you be know. a glance, right? You like know. it you could strategically like place yourself yep. and move around and, and oh, I remember the best. Go ahead. Oh no, no, no. I interrupted you. You were about to say the best. I can't interrupt that. Um is when Marvin got so mad and he's like, Fuck this, we gotta move, we gotta we gotta move it around. And even when he moved to a completely random group. They still got him in the cage, <laughs> and that's just the fun. It's just you can't escape. What's the it, common you know? denominator here, Mark? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like you play with somebody, and like sometimes, like we were playing with Monlin. Some I just love how after a game, it's always too like, okay, who tried to screw me? Because now I want to screw you, so I'm gonna pair up with somebody. Right. I'm to the left of Tom, and then Tom will be like, okay, all right, Puyon, you're over there. All right, so then you've got this two on two battle where you're trying to get out of it, and then somebody wants to be like, "Oh, Monla's really good." All right, Monla, who do we want to team up on? And then you ask who you want to team up on. Oh, 
the late the late position switching, like of who you want to be between the resignation of okay, they want to try to screw me, I'm gonna try to screw them. I think I just made my choice. I think I was gonna say and out of nowhere, Monla came out of nowhere. By the way, oh yeah, I've never seen him do that, and it was just eye opening and inspiring. 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 <laughs> Mom an aspiring person. Uh, I I mean, is this almost unanimous too as we talk about it more? I mean, I, I think one thing you said though, Justin, I don't, I think I know which way you're leaning, but I'm just going to say mine right now. I'm going flip cup because of the team aspect. Wow. I'm going flip cup too. Oh, oh wow. Wow. JD, just because it's a classic? I thought I was, was going to be on my own there. Oh, wow. Yeah, you got some help from Eric. I thought Eric might be on the Rage Cage train with me. I thought I was going to be the decider. It turns I, out, no. Damn. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you said the team aspect, that it's true because, you know, you, you live and die with that team that whole night. That's yeah. really how it goes. Wow. JD didn't expect that at all. He was probably preparing, wow. preparing a defense. Wow. I was, uh, I was ready to just be like, oh, okay, well, I was going to go flip cup. <laughs> no, you won. And now I, you know what? I don't, you know, symbolism is fake, but beer pong versus flip cup, it's almost the Baylor Gonzaga of drinking game tournament. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, top two, top two games all year. You get a couple surprises in the final four. Hammerschlagen just happy to be here. I mean, this is the game that you play. I mean, these are the things. That, these are the two that you learn. It's the two that you learn to play from the beginning. It's the two, I mean, that you decide between, right? If you have enough people, it's all, they take the same amount of supplies. I guess you don't need the balls for flip cup, but it's just the cups. And it's just you and the cups. It's the, t- it's it's the, the two, it's the two, it's best the games. two that you'll, you'll play 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, you know, there is, they're truly classics. This is it. We'll be, oh, we'll be playing these games long into the future. And I don't, I think I know my answer, but I want anybody have anything else to say? We've talked about them. No, I mean we've talked about them all. I'll 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 go beer pong. It's the variability of it. It's the competition. It's just a little more yeah variable. Like you know, there's just so many different types of games you can get to where you know if I'm deciding between the two, and say we have say we have 16 people and you could do like a little flip cup competition or a beer pong bracket. I would go with a beer pong bracket, even if it can get you out earlier. Yeah. Eric. No, I think those are Listen, good. Points. I, I just like playing beer pong. I'm going beer pong. Yeah. And this is a clean sweep. Reason being, look, everyone knows their favorite beer pong partner, you know, uh, <laughs> you'll never forget yeah. that. It's just, it. it's so classic. It's so burned in your brain and it's just so fun that that's what it comes down to. That run is just so fun. And everybody's you, got. <laughs> Peter, what did you say? He said, I love you. Pain. I, love, I love you. I love you. Pain. I love you. Pain. Oh, and then there's the silly little things like, Oh, t- Tyler remembering that I call used to call myself the Puyon Slayer. Uh, just all the different things that you remember. I remember one time we're playing in college and somebody bounced it. Maybe I bounced it. Or no, the, the guy shot it and it hit off a cup and a guy knocked over eight out of ten cups because he just knocked <laughs> them all over. <laughs> I was playing with Mark Reed. Oh, my God. It was, you know, everybody's just got those stories. It's the easiest thing. You can set it up almost anywhere. Any table's good enough. Uh, the ability mm-hmm. of it is a little bit more. And just the competition. Like you're saying, a beer pong bracket, like tournaments, beer pong tournaments, like it's it's the staple. So I think I think we're all in 
Agreeance. Uh, I love beer it. Pong. I, I love think, it. I think love it was, it. Uh, I think, you know, when we started this, you could say that it was probably going to win. But I think we went through the, it, the, there were some good stories. It reminded me how we good. We gave them a fair shot. Some of these games are really good, and I forgot how good they are. So it was nice to reminisce on being able to play games with other people instead of just Zooming and drinking. Which is just <laughs> hey, what we've doing. Why do, you have to zo- why do you have to Zoom somebody? Just drink. Um, uh, <laughs> one thing that I think we forgot that actually is interesting because it actually combines elements of both beer pong and flip cup. How did we forget baseball? Oh, my God. Dude, I don't think it would have gotten. Uh, I don't think it would have gotten very far. I don't know. It could have because I, I think four over flip. Yeah, down. yeah, but I mean, it's hard because it takes so long to set up, and it's such a long game. But pff, you want to talk about teams? You want to talk about roles? Wow! You want to talk about? You want to talk about narratives? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, my God! I know you dude. do. I know you do. Yeah. Oh, oh man, we, we that's scra- a fun game too. I forgot about that. We got to scrap this whole bracket. Start over. Start like when over. we we set up the nine innings at Eric's bachelor, like we had all the innings. You have the home team. You've got oh no, that is baseball is one of the best games. But I look at it and would it lose to beer pong? Yes, it would absolutely lose to beer pong because it's very special. Yeah, you got to be able to throw that ball in a straight line. And sometimes when you you pick those random teams or picking teams is always fun or setting the order. But man, you got some people that can't make some cups in a row, and it can go south. So <laughs> but there's nothing like hitting a home run and circling the bases. That's always fun. Oh, that's a good call. I don't know how we forgot that. Uh, next time we'll set up the bracket a little earlier. Give us some time. Nice. Well, beer pong won. Any last minute things on the beer pong? Now I did. You know, we can do. But I want to do about f- just a few minutes on the Masters. Eric had a golf question. Want to get JD's part, but I don't know how many people are going to care too much about it. But that's why we throw it in at the end. But I think we're good. We're good with the drinking games, right? Yeah, I miss it. Minute. I miss it. I can't yeah. wait to. I can't wait to drink with every listener. You know, COVID's one over. of these games. It's well, gonna be great. Air, air, the the pot will be fully vaxxed at the end of April. <laughs> yeah, we'll, baby, we'll be good to go. We gotta fly out to. Gotta fly out to Colorado. That's what we need to do. Do a pot out there. We can expense it. Oh man, we can do all these. We can do all these games in the backyard. <laughs> oh yeah, and there's plenty of. The the cool thing now is once we're getting to summer, like this is gonna be a good summer. People are going to want to get out. It's going to be nice. Like We're going to have a good summer, and people are just going to go hard because we didn't have one last summer. And so we'll be able to play. <laughs> we're going to be able to play all these. You might be able to play all 16 at once in your backyard. Like People are going to want to play games. I feel like people are going to accept. Like, you know, 2019, 2020, you know, we were still talking about canceling plans. Like, oh, I don't want to do this. Oh, there's so much going on. I feel like now we've been pent up. Any invitation that you send out like to do anything, people are just going to be like, yes, sure. Yep. I'll be there. Yep, I'll go. Fine. Yeah. Doesn't matter. What do you want to do? <laughs> So that's gonna be it'll be really good. All right. Um, let me um let me start with my my golf question because okay. I think it's a good uh, it's a good segue into it. So, is there a reason why the Masters has the aura that it does compared to any other? Like, I I'm, I'm new to golf, right? So trying to watch a little bit more of the tournaments, trying to understand what the difference is. Like, I know waste management is a party, right? Okay, I know that now. But awesome. like, what made the Masters the Masters as we know it today? It's just tradition. It's been around. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how it started. Like the course is amazing. Like the way they keep it. Um, like when you watch it on TV, it's just an immaculate course. They have like sub air systems like underneath the fairway. So even if it rains, like they can basically drain the course so it doesn't play like soft. The way so they, they can, can make, they can make it play any way they want. Like super fast, super yeah. slow. Like you, you'll hear wow. now. 
Yeah, okay. so, so like if it's been raining, but they can still dry it out. A lot of times courses, I think what JD's referring to, like if it's really soft, it's just easier to play because your ball is going to... Yeah, it's just going to sit right where you hit it. But when it's not like that, it's going to roll and it's going to it's going to it's going to make everything harder. And a lot of other courses don't have that. And so if it rains, those courses are going to be easy and you know they're going to be easy. But here, it might still rain, but they can change that in an instant. And it is tradition. It's the only one of the four majors like the US Open is at a different golf course every time. The British Open yeah. is at a different golf course every time. And the PGA Championship mm. is at a different course every time. So it's the only major where it's consistency, it's tradition. It's been 85 years at the same place. Like, and that's and that's really what it is. Um, and it's exclusivity, you know, playing there in general. Like, no, I don't think many people, I don't know how you get to play there without knowing somebody. I what he's trying to say is no black people allowed. <laughs> Until Tiger <laughs> got in. And Phil Tiger, like, dude, it's called the Masters still. It's like, called the Masters. Like, think, like, how is that not Keith, talked about? Keith Olbermann tried to get it. He's like, yo, everyone boycott the Masters, and everyone was just like, Keith, shut the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> no one wants to hear it. Keith, do you know who runs golf? A bunch of rich old white people. They're they, changing that. Name. Yeah, they, w- they wouldn't allow. They wouldn't allow like women in for a long time. Long time. Which is not. But, Do all previous Masters champions get automatic entry yes. into every? Oh, see, that's sick. Yeah, so there's a so guy that's, that's why Angel Cabrera, Larry, uh, who's the guy who's played it like 35 years straight. Oh, it's why I think there's like 80 some people in the tournament, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you can basically co- cross off like 10 or 15 of them. Uh, yeah, uh, that'd be just cool ten. though. But it's yeah. cool, like you you win it once and then you can literally play it. Maybe you make the cut one year, maybe you don't, but you get to go every year and just play the Masters, which is sick. Yeah, yeah they don't play any other tournaments. Uh, there's a guy, Eric Angel Cabrera, who won it in 20 years ago, and he was in Brazil, and he got arrested for like tax evasion because he was trying to leave the country, and he, they were, he was under investigation. So he's invited to play the Masters, but he can't because he's sitting in a jail in Brazil. Oh, my God. He's been sitting in jail since fucking January. Do they let him at least wear his green jacket in jail? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't take that off. Bro, it's the only thing he wears in jail. <laughs> uh, dude, yeah. And so and so that's why the, 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 that's the whole thing. Everybody wants to win it. It's like the thing that you grow up. You know, like when, you, when you're young and like getting into golf, it's the tournament that doesn't change. And so every year it's the one everybody wants to win. Mm, yeah, I exclusivity. Like and they have the best coverage. Like the coverage is unbelievable on the Masters app. You can literally watch any the app golf is shot. Amazing. You on, can follow any course, oh, any group. On the and on the website, you can build your own roster of people you want to watch. So you can put your seven golfers, and it'll show you in order as they're uploaded the shots of only those seven people in the playlist. My God! It's and a, it's only for the Masters. It's yep. creme de la creme. Like you go to the App Store, Masters, and the App Store is, is the Masters. Masters app. is their. Masters is like their own entity. Like they're not really Got part it. of the PGA. Um, so like if we want to go look at, you know, data from last year's waste management, we can get data on all the like, oh, strokes gain approach off the tee. Masters doesn't release any of that. People can kind of like cobble it together, but it's their own thing. Like if Masters wanted to just not – go for a year the pga would have nothing to say about it yeah uh and and they make their own rules on like who's invited Uh, so most tournaments are like invite 
and uh, you know, there's like 150 people. The Masters is like, no, it's it's something like the top 50 players in the world, any past champions, anybody that finished top 16 last year. And that's wow. just what they say. And that's what they allow um, because it's just their own, like JD said. It's and they'll own. do some amateurs. Yeah, that's and they'll it. do some amateurs. There'll be, there'll be like probably like five or six amateurs. That they yeah, there will be a friend of that. Um, <laughs> really is the Masters. Dude, it's it's insane. It used to be crazy because they used to do fit the top fifty in ties, and if you were within ten shots of the lead, which was kind of cool, um, but they they took that out. I thought uh, they took I thought they took no, it out just for November. No, no, no. Yeah, it's it's that's still the rule. Oh, really? If you're, oh, if you're within ten shots of the lead, you will not get cut. So they did, so, but that wasn't the case in November, right? They took that rule away. Yeah, they took that away. I don't okay. know why. I think it was daylight. I think they were running out of time in November. You so are correct. I think that's why. Uh, so then, on top of that, JD, if I, I just, from your point of view, of the four big strokes gained, off the tee, approach, around the green, putting, if you had to rank those in terms of importance for this week, what do you think? Approach, around the green, off the tee, putting. Approach. I think you need to know. I, I think you need to know the greens. I could maybe switch off the tee and putting, but I think a, approach is number one for sure. Then around the green, because I think just a lot. A lot of the holes are hard. I think they're going to make the course play hard, so you're not going to be hitting every green. So you're going to need to know how to scramble your way around. Yeah, it's going to be uh, firm and fast, and so and a lot of that is a lot of that is just course experience. But it's going to you're not going to be hitting greens just. You know, left and right. Yeah. Okay. So you got you got to scramble to make par. Yeah. And if you're scrambling to make par, ideally, if you're a good chipper, maybe putting does needs to be on the bottom because it's going to be firm and fast. So you're either getting a lot of long putts, or ideally, you're chipping it on your third trying to par, and so you're going to have maybe closer putts than you would if you were just if everybody's going to sit on the green. So maybe around the green is even more important, or you won't be able to judge putting as. Yeah, and that's you know, that I mean, we're sense. talking about why the the tournament's so cool is it'll play differently every year. And like sometimes the guy who wins it is just winning it because it's playing tougher and he's just scrambling the shit out of the ball and he wins it, you know, minus five, minus six. Yeah. Obviously DJ went at minus 20, but that was kind of a different year. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, I mean, everybody's saying it's not going to play like that and, and, and meaning it like everybody's out there right now on their practice rounds. It seems like it's going pretty fast. Um, And then also I think, Eric, what you might want to look at or think about is people that have been hot recently. Like, it's it, not that it matters, like, but you need to have some sort of feel for your game going into it. Yeah. Because it, it is, um, it's just, it's so hard and you need to be on your game. And so if you have, I think that's something like in the last 10 years, everybody, I think every champion has like a top 10 finish in their last few starts. Like, it's it's important mm. to play well. So anybody that's been playing well, that's been close. It's like sure, take a dart. If they've played here a couple times, like great, like take a dart. Like those are the people that you want kind of want to back, just because it, it helps to be uh, to have some like lead up into the Masters. Yeah, because I noticed that when um, what's his name, Speed just won, and then you know his 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 odds just like shot up. Oh my god, he's uh, the favorite a- after he won. Yeah, it's crazy. His odds have just been going as he's been playing better and better. Because yeah, he's, he's he just knows the course very well. He's won it twice. I think he won it twice, and then and he blew it once. I think really he has hard. two seconds. Also, oh, I think. oh yeah. 
Yeah, so. I yeah. When yeah. he blew it, was that when he had to like he put it in the water? In? Twice. Yeah. Oh god, and he just the cameras are on you. Just a meltdown. Oh, that was like one of the times I was playing really hard. I think. Uh, I think Willett won that, and it was at like maybe like three under, two yeah, under. It was, it was. It was something where almost like only two people were under par, or something like that. Yeah. Um, and will well, it who do you guys narrative? Who do you guys have taken? You want oh, a yeah. What's the narrative? What's the narrative? <laughs> uh, when Danny Willett won, he had had a baby a few days before. People in the golf oh, world believe in they believe in baby swag. You know who just had a baby? John John Rom. Big John. You know what he also said? They were asking different players, "Hey, what would be on your master's meal?" John Rom. I'll tell you when it's my turn. Oh my! Oh my oh, pants! Oh my, oh, my pants! <laughs> Oh, oh my, my pants! God. What an answer. Matthew Wolf is like, oh, I like steak, but I'm a big fan of mac and cheese. <laughs> Your strokes off, bitch. Uh, yeah, so, Rom's been Rom's been top ten last three years. Yeah, Rom and JT uh, for me dude, at the I, top. I don't, I don't buy the baby baby swag. No, <laughs> well, I like it I because just, it's. I like it because there's no stress now. Like he's not thinking about the baby. At all. That's that's what that's I'm thinking. what I like a lot. It takes baby. a little bit of pressure off because otherwise yeah, baby, he's thinking. The baby's about healthy. He's in a good mindset. Yes. Yeah. He thinks he's just. I think. And I guess he's probably been away from her enough that he's sleeping and he's not bothered with you know. Yes. Actually, having to deal with the baby. <laughs> he he has to get up Wednesday night. It's your turn for diaper duty. <laughs> like, babe, I got a tea time. And like, <laughs> yeah, I'm playing hours. the. I'm playing the Masters. You did this. You it's did a pretty this. big tournament. Yeah. Well, maybe you should have thought about that. <laughs> I. I'm, but I think Justin's right. That maybe that's where the baby swag comes from. Just no, because it you it definitely is when you're in a good mindset and you're not. Oh yeah. Because yeah. you're just like that's done with. You know. You don't have to worry about like, am I doing the right priorities? Blah blah blah. It's like boom. Oh, JD. You can focus now. He had said that if the baby came during the Masters, he was gone. He was gonna yeah. bounce from the journey. Yeah, he said he was out. He said no worries. Uh, so that, uh, so that's why I think you know, like it's the pressure off of it. But of the guys at the top, I mean, of the t- of the guys under twenty, Rory, Cantlay, Rom, Spieth, Thomas, Bryson, D- J- DJ. I like Justin and I like John Rom, and those are the two guys that we'll try to put in a parlay. I think JD and I are going to take Justin Thomas for we have the one and done where we have to take one guy every week, and I think yeah. we're probably going to take Justin JD. Thomas. Yeah. So I like those two. Um, talk me out of talk me out of beefcake, dude. I'm loving Bryson. So I don't know why. Just had knee surgery, so my issue with yeah. Him, but did you see him hitting on the court? Does it doesn't oh, look sorry. like? Oh, no, no, sorry. Yeah, that's I was, Brooks. I Brooks. I was thinking of Brooks. Uh, also a beefcake. <laughs> that's true. Sorry. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't specific in my beefcakes. Um, Bryson, like, I mean, he could just crush the ball, right? Yeah. And that's so, his. That that's his advantage. I heard a couple things that I like. Um, one is at the Masters, there's no green book. So, like, you saw the yardage book. So, basically, at every tournament, there's a green book, which t- which gives mm-hmm. you an outline of the green, and it tells you how the distances are, where the slope is even, and what the degrees of that slope are everywhere on the green. It'll have arrows, degrees, all that stuff. So, you take all that into account to try to figure out how hard you want to hit a ball in a certain direction, right? None of that exists at the Masters. So, they don't give you a green book at all. So I so he's such a good putter and he's changed all of his putting. He has the new putting stroke. He's got the anchor. So he's and he's really good. he is a good putter. 
and I think it throws him off that he has nothing to go off of. Now, it is he's really good, and it is something that he needs to get a hold on, and eventually I think he may because he does drive it pretty accurately. But I I tend to think that he's so scientific that Mm. having to trust his gut scares me, and I don't trust him just yet to do that. And also I think that his his strength plays a bigger role, and Pat Mayo, I heard this on his pod with Rick, which was so smart, is the rough at the Masters isn't that bad. And where Bryson, the reason he shines at U.S. Opens is because they usually have the rough so thick. He's so strong that he can get the club on the ball correctly in like five-inch rough, whereas us with our noodle arms, like it would break our arms. So like that's kind of where his advantage is. Where the advantages here are are not that good. And honestly, his iron play hasn't been that great. I actually don't know if it's been good recently. It's been pretty good. Has it gotten a lot better? This is the beginning of the year? Yeah. Okay. So then, so that might, but that's why he's the second favorite. I'm just, you know, I don't, I'm not a huge Bryson guy at those numbers, uh, especially on a course where his length is a little bit mitigated. Um, but I, I can't fault you for taking him. He's on fire. I, yeah, I can't talk you out of him. Yeah, I'm like, a little, I had him, I had him at a really nice number for the November Masters. And I, I think he went into it as the favorite. And then he just missed the cut. <laughs> it was bad. But I could go. But I like. I thought he was gonna contend there. I I could see him contending here. But I think you. And I think he, for that one, um, that one made. Wait, hold on. I'm trying to remember. Part of the did. thing with Augusta is the par fours. They have some long par fours that are hard to score on. So you really got to score on the par fives, and that's what he does better than basically anyone. Yeah. Is his, you know. Oh, he drive. made the cut. He made the cut. Last in November? He's, yeah, he's finished between 21st and 35th. That's like his range. That's pretty funny. Uh, I remember they lost his ball. Yeah, well, that? so I think he was going into it on like the final day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because he shot a 70, 74, 69, and then he shot a 73. So he was only... Oh no, this is really wrong. He was just never in it. Never mind. I'm I'm off. But he, they did lose his ball. But I can't remember what day that was now. But he was he just, just never went in down. It. It's like, man, how do you not find a ball? Yeah, <laughs> I remember he took the th- the whole three minutes or whatever. And yeah. he was playing with. Oh my god, who was it? I, I don't remember. Adam Scott, I think. Anyway. Uh uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, you, I mean, it's beefcake. He's gonna hit a far, so he's gonna have lower. Uh, iron shots in and JD's right. I've been looking at his numbers. Um, just, I mean, he literally just won the Arnold Palmer and then he became, he came in third at the players. Yeah. But there's a reason why he's one of the favorites. Well, but I'm looking at the three before that, like just in the last two tournaments alone is really when he's turned it on. I mean, the three tournaments before that, he didn't gain strokes off, uh, approach, but he gained yeah. 9.3 strokes in the last two tournaments alone off the, uh, from approach. So you're right. If those numbers are going to stay. Hasn't played since, though. That's true. That's true. But, Eric, I mean, that's not a bad bet. Like, hmm. I, I, would nice. take him, I would take him over DJ because the other thing about Masters, there's not a lot of repeat winners because he has so much media stuff to do this week. Like that's what yeah. they talk oh, about a lot. Like, he has his he has his champions dinner where he has to like create a menu. He has to have all the past champions out for dinner. He had to do a bunch of media stuff like, and there's a bunch of videos going out like, oh, I got to walk the course with just Dustin, and we talked about his win last year. And so there's a lot of that's that crazy that goes on wow. with past champions. Hmm. Um, if we screw down in the mid range, I love, and we won't go too much longer. I love yeah. thirty to sixty. Like this is my range. Like I love I, this is most 
thirty to seventy five is what I live in most tournaments. I have not bet Hideki yet. Our fave. Do you want the you want the list of people I have here? Are you ready? Finau, Burger, Sungjae, Webb, Fitz, Hatton, Joaquin, and I want to add Bubba, Usti, and Casey. That's where a lot of the winners come from, though. Uh, yeah, I, I love that range. Um, I'm just trying to pick guys that have been well. I don't like the ne- the Joaquin Neiman pick. I wouldn't follow that. Fitzpatrick's no. going to be pretty popular. Um, Webb's number has been dropping. Um, no, Colin is Colin not? In, he doesn't qualify. Is he? No, he's here. Than, he's oh, he's oh, in, he is? and he's okay. thirty to one. If it's almost would, it's almost an auto bet for Colin. Honestly, he's so sick. The problem is because the course. So what they're also saying is that if your first time playing the course ever was in November, November, you yeah. might be at a disadvantage because you don't know how it plays this way. And so it's almost year. like you re- like you might think, I oh, see. your first tournament, like, okay, now you have one under the belt. This is a second one. But they're saying maybe that's not the case because if it's a brand new place, you know, and yeah. he like, more, like more oh, I can, shoot it, I can shoot at this pin here from where I am, like, and I it'll see. be fine. And then you play in April and it's just like, oh, no, you shoot at that pin from where you're going from. And that ball is going to roll the fuck way off the green. Mm. Yeah. So people are, and that's why um, some people might think, I don't know. If you've never played it before, you might be better off like betting Zalatoris, who's never played the Masters, over somebody that's going to have to like recalibrate and be like, oh my God, this course is totally different. But I don't know if that's true because Morikawa would be out there right now realizing, oh, this course is totally different. It's just that I would hope so. He's been there for five days. Uh, he he gave a great press conference um, the other day. Uh, I've just been reading all the transcripts. <laughs> um, <laughs> just being nerdy, bro. Respect. Oh yeah. Never, never have I ever Xander so read a read a golf interview transcript. Do you want to know? You want to know the weirdest <laughs> thing? The weirdest thing is that I was in the transcripts like two or three tournaments ago, uh, and so I was reading the transcripts, and I kept coming across these phrases that were like. So bizarre. Like, oh yeah, well, you know, when you get to that hole, it's kind of like a corn dog at a barbecue. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, I'm seriously like, what what is going on? Like, okay, I wanted to put like something on Twitter, like, what what is this quote? Why are they it was like Xander, then it was Burger, then it was somebody else. And I'm reading these and I'm like, there's not really that long. There's it's really dumb. But like, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Like, this is so weird. Are we, am I being punked? Like, is somebody just like not tra- is this like CC closed captioning where it's off sometimes? And I come to find out like two weeks later, Jimmy Kimmel comes out with a skit where he had gotten all the golfers to say weird no catchphrases in their press conferences. Oh and that's what I was reading. Was so that weird. is that is awesome. This is what I do with my days now, guys. Yeah. Just reading golf transcripts, trying to pick winners. Golf, you know, I was a little off my game because basketball was around, but now golf is back. It's the, it's the summer of golf because fuck baseball. Oh, yeah. I mean, what else we got, right? All right, yeah. now JD, we need JD's Masters picks. That's what we need. We got enough of mine. What are your favorites in that range, that mid range? Hideki. Yeah, I already got Hideki. I'll lose money on Hideki again. Hey, he actually plays the course pretty well. Uh, Fitzpatrick does too, Eric. That's one I think you should get on with us. You should make that a pod ride. Fifty-five mm, to one on okay. the sportsbook right now. Oh, his number's dropping. Hatton, 65. Got some of these numbers have gotten pretty enticing. Is that Bernie? Yeah, Bernie's ready to go out. And then uh, I think we, uh, I think we should all get on Bubba. What do you guys think? 
I like Paul Casey. I'll take Paul Casey at 45 to 1 just because I like him. Yeah. Like I said, I like losing money. Um, I'm a fan. From the top guys, I will. Oh my God. JT went to 10 to 1. Better make an overnight parlay. Yeah. I like JT. I'll end up with money on him. But that's it. All right. Yeah. Well, that's enough, Mass. I mean, I think that's a good on the Masters. I think we covered almost. I don't. Yeah. We don't need to go into long shots. The only long shots rarely win here. Take one if you want. I took Homa. We could go. Fine. We could go into DraftKings picks, but then this pot will be another. Yeah, half we're half. we're good there. Well, one because anybody that's going to listen to it, nobody cares about it, the draft, our DraftKings picks. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> our gambling, at least, we can hit once in a while. We've we've hit a couple winners. Drafting, draftings, yeah. <laughs> not so true. All right, boys, hour and a half of All good right. stuff. We did. What do we do? Zags in the beginning, little Top Chef, a uh, little drinking games, Potter, then Masters. Like this is a. I think this was quality. Solid. Uh, I'll get it's it out in the morning. Episode. Chock full of yep. nuggets, and then we've got Oscars in uh, two weeks. Yes, sir. So let's make watch sure your we, movies. Watch. I'll, yes, we're getting. Yep. I'm gonna watch The Father tomorrow. Oh, Ooh, enjoy! Yeah, yeah we'll see. Watch I it. told you, I told you, JD, you'd like that movie. Yeah, it was good. See, my, my oh, that's always fun with a little Sir Anthony. Give me dumb. Give me dumb. Anyway, all right, everybody, thanks for listening. Peace.